exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome to Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedorik, and for the next 30 minutes, I have the privilege of listening to and sharing some amazing, very real life stories about lifestyle, health, and well-being with all you amazing people. And today, it's my very good fortune to speak with Carolyn Robertson about her journey through a very difficult shoulder issue, not just issue, though a very serious uh, shoulder injury, which started with a dislocation. So why don't we start there, if you don't mind, Carolyn. Why don't you, let's start with what happened. How did you injure yourself? Let's go. I was, uh, it was early in the morning and I turned some water on in the kitchen and somehow it flowed Uh over from the sink and I have marble floors in my kitchen. And I walked in and realized the floor was wet, turned off the water, ran to get some towels. Yeah. Because I thought there's quite a bit of water. And as I was running back in, the water had spread further. Both my feet just came out from under me when I hit the water with the marble. Yeah. They don't mix. And uh, yeah, I ended up hitting the corner of the fridge. Yeah, with my shoulder and just popped it right out. Oh, Carolyn's holding her left shoulder, and as she says that, <laughs> I can just feel the uh, the pop. Now, popped it out. So you knew it was. How did you know you had popped it out? Did you did you feel like it was out? Could you look at it in I a mirror? You couldn't it, use it. I couldn't use it at all. Okay. Um, just trying to get up. Yep. I was like flopping around like a salmon on my kitchen right. floor, yep. trying to get myself turned over so I could get myself up with my knees and things. And um, when I reached down and grabbed my arm, there was a space between where the top of my arm and where my shoulder was sticking out. And that's called a sulcus sign. So when we see that, there's a gap between where the head of the humerus is. Yes. The humerus is the long bone of your arm and it attaches to the rest of your body um, in your scapula. Which And essentially, if it's dislocated, usually forward or down those are the two most common ways to dislocate the shoulder there'll be a gap there and and yeah absolutely and a lot of pain and a heck of a lot of pain am i right (laughs) a ton of pain right and so ambulance or what happened there no um being a a (laughs) an independent woman we'll call it sure or just ridiculous okay um I got up and I was soaking wet, so I went and I changed. Oh, wow. And somehow got in a shirt. Wow. And drove myself to the hospital. Oh, that's impressive. <laughs> um, and stupid. Not recommended. <laughs> if you dislocate your shoulder, please. Uh, here's a <laughs> here's a moment for a very good warning. Please get a ride with somebody or call an ambulance. There are very important people out there who can help you get to the <laughs> get to the hospital exactly uh, very safely, especially if you know or you feel like you've done something like that. Now you end up at the hospital. You get you go through emerge and they reduced it. The term reduced means. They put it back. Did they yes. have to put you under to do it? Yes, they did. They did. They. Um, I was in a well, a huge amount of pain. Right. So they they gave me some before, um, and they said they had to get a quick crew together of five people or something. Yeah. And they were coming in with bed sheets and things. So did they try first while you were awake, or did they? No, immediately... no they put me out. It was they had they had X-rayed it. Right. And they said it's like 
So what can happen in this, if, you, if you're listening, we're talking to Carolyn Robertson. She had a fall. She, she fell down, hit her left shoulder. It popped out. She knew it. She was pretty sure something was going on. <laughs> Ends up at the hospital. And, uh, and what happens there is, is that a lot of spasm will kick in. A lot of the other muscles start to stop things from moving. It's trying to protect. And if it's been too long, if, it, if you get at it right away, it's actually not a difficult thing to reduce. However, if it takes a little while, then all of that muscle spasm will actually prevent them from having the ability to get it back in. And so they'll, they'll use a, they'll either put you uh, briefly under um, very quickly using medication so that everything relaxes. And even then sometimes it takes a little bit of work for them to get it back in, but imagine all the trauma. And I guess that's where we go next. So it got reduced. They would have put you in a sling Yes, and said, "Here's some pain medication, and start some <laughs> some rehab on that." Yes, right. Yeah. They um, they give me a um, referral. Yep, to a doctor to phone mm-hmm. after ten days, two weeks. Okay, and um, so I went in and saw him after being pretty much sedentary because they had right the sling part, and then there was also another. Part that came around. Yeah, it's me. called so a swath that that wraps was, around your waist to keep your arm and against your 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 body yeah. as tight as we can. And and with uh, dislocations are interesting for somebody who's uh, younger, uh, in you know their teens, twenties. You're going to really immobilize it for a period of time. Try to kind of get it as stiff as possible. But as we age, yeah. uh, you don't want it to get too stiff because you can end up very quickly developing something called a frozen shoulder. And so that's why they had you in seeing somebody as quick as possible. Yeah. And then so they took away the, the sling and swath at some point and you started to work on it. Yes. Then I uh, started doing physio and... Um it was not easy in the beginning, that's right. for sure. Because <laughs> it hurt. It really hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was painful to um, to try to push through with exercises and things like that. So right. it was. I was. Doing, was it really stiff um, at the beginning, or was it moving okay, but it just hurt? It was. It was moving not too bad, but it hurt. It really, really hurt. So gotcha. Because because physio was I think once every two weeks when I first started okay just and they gave me really small exercises yeah to do the I gotcha so Carolyn you've gone through you've dislocated your shoulder you've gotten it's been immobilized it's that immobilization that's that's that sling and swat that you were wearing is gone you started to do your exercises but it wasn't getting better no I did physio for. Over a year, mm-hmm. and finally, I just like because I was blaming myself, like I'm not working hard enough. Right? Should There's I be something doing wrong something with else? my body? Because yep. I just couldn't get the the movement back, the right proper movement back. For those who are you, you can't see it, Carolyn's lifting her arm, and and she's showing me kind of this this imagine bringing your arm straight up in front of you over your head. And what she was running into is her arm would only move to about 90 90 or 90 degrees. So kind of lifted straight in front of her. And she was having difficulty with that at that point. So you go back to the doctor and... Yes, I went back to my doctor. And um, she sent me for an x-ray, an ultrasound, and an MRI of my shoulder. Right. 
And at that point, they found that I'd been doing my physio for over a year with two tears in my rotator cuff that were over four centimeters long. Okay. And one of my um, bicep tendons was either torn or missing in the joint. Gotcha. So now were the rotator cuff tears, were they, they were still holding on, but barely? Yes, they okay. were, because it, it tears from the inside outwards yep. with them, so it's not like it tears from the out in. So it's, but they were... They're described as different thickness tears, and yep. and in some instances, when you have a rotator cuff tear, believe it or not, some pe- lots of people out there have rotator cuff tears, and they don't even know it. Yeah. And some people know it for a little while, but their function comes back. They're able to use their arm. They can lift it. Believe it or not, I've even seen it where they're, there's no reason that arm should lift over their head. <laughs> and they can do it because uh, other muscles kick in and can work. But in some instances, such as yours, it remains painful mm-hmm. and it doesn't move and it's not lifting. And that's uh, those are something that I would consider a telltale sign. Something listeners out there, if you've had an injury like this to your shoulder, and it's still not moving and it's not just stiff. It actually, you can't lift it past a certain point. And actually another neat thing for people listening, if you look in the mirror and you're lifting your arm, but your shoulder is hunching up instead, that's another thing that we recognize and we'll kind of suspect, uh-oh, I think it might be the rotator cuff, which is what we're going to talk about next after we come back from the break. I think we got to get into that journey and how you went through uh, the the recovery on the rotator cuff and uh, maybe some surgery in there for people to hear about. And we're talking with Carolyn Robertson as she made her way in her journey with her shoulder dislocation, rotator cuff injury. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm Grant Fedorik. We're right here on the Chorus Radio Network. Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Thanks for joining us today on Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your friendly neighborhood physio from, yes, Leading Edge Physiotherapy. And remember, you too can share your ideas, stories, and feedback with me on Twitter at Leading Edge PT or email us at info at leadingedgephysio.com. Today, our, this story is fascinating to me because we see it so often. Uh, shoulder injuries, we've been talking to Carolyn Robertson and she went through a dislocation. So the shoulder was out of its joint, it was reduced, and then she went through a period of time trying to rehab and eventually just it wasn't coming along and having the MRIs confirm two rotator cuff tears and a biceps tendon tear. Uh, you know, this is where you get to pick up the story for us. So what happens next? Um, as soon as um, they said that, um, my insurance company cut off my physio right. and everything until I could get in for surgery. But they actually had me scheduled for a month after uh, I saw the specialist again. Yeah. Um, and it got, he referred me to. A, a surgeon, right, uh, Doctor Glasgow, who's fabulous. Shout out and shout out to Doctor Glasgow. You fixed me, um, and uh, he had me booked in with a month of within a month of seeing him, right. Um, but COVID, dun, 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 we know it got in the way of a few <laughs> things, unfortunately. So my surgery got cancelled, and then 
my next surgery that was scheduled, I got um, I cracked a tooth and it got infected, and they had to root canal it. So ah, oh, shoot, I couldn't do surgery for ten weeks after right. having that done. Dental work is a, for people who are listening. If you're waiting for surgery, one of the things that, especially elective surgery, they'll first thing they'll have you do is you have to actually go to the dentist and get a clean bill of health from the dentist because lurking infections can be a problem uh, with outcomes and also with your overall health when you have surgery. Because uh, and so so here with this root canal, unfortunately, <laughs> the infection had to be entirely taken care of before. Where Carolyn could have surgery. Now, you, where was the surgery at? Uh, the surgery, I actually had it postponed one more time because I then cracked that tooth right oh in half goodness, and had to have it extracted <laughs> the week before I was going to for the next surgery. Okay. So, anyways, that was a much quicker healing time. Yeah. Um, to get in for the surgery, but I went to the Grey Nuns Hospital. Yeah. And that's where Dr. Glasgow did the surgery for me. Okay. So you go in. It's like day surgery. You go in. They, Were you nervous? Um, yes. I, well, How come? I hadn't had a surgery in a long, long time. Like I think the last surgery I'd done was on my ankle. And that okay. was, I mean, almost 30 years beforehand. Right. And what had you heard about shoulder surgery? Like I this? heard it was painful. Yeah. I heard afterwards like rehabbing was very painful. Yeah. And all, and I, so, yeah, I was not too sure, <laughs> but they make you feel comfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They make me, his, his whole crew was wonderful. Yeah. And I, I do smoke, shame on me. Um, and like the anesthesiologist that he works with was like, well, do you want to quit? Cause you really should quit. You're getting older, Carolyn. <laughs> well, their job is to look after your whole health. So they're but doing he, their best part. Yeah. He had like a quit smoking package for him. Oh, nice. And thing like got he got it for me, right? You know, to try to help me along with that and things too. So the whole experience was very good. The nurses were really good. Yeah. Um, that's when I found out that I had really did have a problem with my blood sugars. Okay. Because I had been taking some medication because I had tested they were a little high, but yeah, they were so high they ended up having to give me some insulin ah. before they could offer it. Okay. <laughs> But it was so I I did have quite a bit of time to talk to the yeah the staff and things. So, but I mean they did the surgery. Um, I came to my sister picked me up and yeah. she took me to her place and I stayed with her yeah for um, four weeks five weeks. So you listen to us talk to Carolyn Robertson and her her story. Starts with a slip and fall, marble floors and water don't mix, people. <laughs> There's some free advice. Uh, <laughs> take your time if you see something like that. Uh, it doesn't mean to be afraid, but certainly if you fall and dislocate your shoulder, don't also, here's some don'ts. Don't drive yourself to the hospital. Uh, and then the do's, do follow the advice and, and follow everything. And Carolyn had then kind of followed this path of rehab wasn't working. And that's not uncommon. And sometimes that's how we figure these out. It's because they should get better with time and with rehab. And when they don't, we know something else is going on. So it's not a failure of rehab. It's how, it's how the process sometimes works. MRI and then surgery. And guess what? You come out of surgery and guess what? You've got back on your arm again. 
sling and swath, right? Like you did after the dislocation. I bet you you love that thing. Is it your well, best friend? One, this one was a lot nicer than at the hospital. Oh, you got a nicer one. Because it was a thinner, oh, okay. like, like the black one, and right. just has got a strap some... that's attached straight to it. Yeah. Where the one at the hospital was a that big thick foam neoprene thing. foam thing oh, that's sweaty. Lord. and Yes, yeah, so she's describing <laughs> the sling and swath, and there are different ones that you can wear. So if you don't like the big foam one and you're wearing one at home, there are others that are a little bit more comfortable for you to wear as well. But you're in that for a period of time because that repair needs to heal. Yeah. And and it's very important for those listening, if you've had a rotator cuff repair, to treat it very carefully because there's a lot of work goes into those and we don't want them undone, particularly in the first 12 to 16 weeks. And so that sling and swath is is your best friend. And in this case, if it gets somewhat stiff, that's not a bad thing because we want that repair to be very sturdy. Mm-hmm. And so you wore the sling for an, uh, for for the period of time, as you were told. Yes. And then away we go again. And it's back to physio. Right. <laughs> now, you, <laughs> now this, your experience is a positive one, though, because... Uh, you know, you were warned about how uncomfortable it'll be. And, and for those listening, we do warn people because the recovery is, it's a lengthy one. It's not short after rotator cuff repair. They take time and they need to be dealt with properly and they need to go through each stage and they are often uncomfortable. But you're describing something that wasn't so bad. No, it, I, I think because I had struggled with it and was questioning whether I wasn't doing something right, right. with my recovery. Yeah. Um, where, I mean, it was injured way beyond what anybody knew. Thought, yeah. Um, sure. And uh, so it was, I mean, the amount I could move it even afterwards, after the surgery, yeah. when I took it off and did the small exercises that I used a broomstick for and things, yeah. it was, yeah, it it was not as painful. Were you excited? As I was thinking I to start moving it was yeah. brilliant. Right. And the day that I actually lifted it up past my shoulder, like oh, over my head. You should see Carolyn's face right now. She's got a big smile on her face and she's waving her arm over her head. And this is these are the kind of outcomes for those people out there that are wondering that you can have. And when the rotator cuff is gone and you can't do it and it's getting in the way of the things you enjoy. Yes. You you know, the time always flies when we talk with amazing people with great stories. We've got about a minute left. I would love for you to share, you know, advice for people who might be going through the same ordeal that you did. What, yeah. what do you what do you have for people out there? Well, if you're if you're questioning it and and I mean, you've been doing the physio for a long time, ask questions. Uh-huh. Go back to your doctor and say, is there something we can do? Can you help me? Like, because I really didn't know. There was right. no pictures taken of it afterwards. So, um, I mean, you can only do so much yep. yourself. And if, think, if if something's broken, you need to fix it. So you need to get it looked at yeah and, and checked out. But um, no, if, if, uh, if you need surgery, do it. It's like, don't be afraid of it. Because, I mean, it's the best thing I did. 
Yeah, and it, with the rotator cuff, it's kind of the last resort for many people. But if you do have to undergo, I think the advice I give people is, if it's getting in the way of you enjoying the things you want to do, if you want to be able to do X, Y, Z, and you've tried everything else, it, well, it should be done. And even my job, I couldn't do. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's a that's a big thing. Inspiring, educational as always, an amazing story. Carolyn, thanks for joining us today. You, you're part of the team making our community healthier and vibrant by sharing those stories. If anybody out there wants, please share these stories with your friends. They're also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. You can also check out helpful tips on common injuries and recovery on our YouTube channel. It's called, and they're all called, Life Shouldn't Hurt. Until next week, everyone, I'm Grant Fedor. I appreciate your time and trust. Be well.